0: upgrade your mind and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hey guys, I'm your host, Christina Slater, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Body. Today, I'm going to be telling you guys three things that will hopefully change the way you think about fitness, especially when it comes to your goals and your progress. And these are three things that I didn't know before becoming a trainer or before really embracing fitness into my lifestyle. And these three things were complete game changers for how I train, how I coach, and how I measure progress for myself and for my clients. So the first one is that weight loss and fat loss are two completely different things. So often we are chasing weight loss. And I actually hate the term weight loss. I like the term fat loss because we don't actually want to lose weight. We want to lose fat. When you're losing weight, it can be bone density. It can be lean body mass. It can be water weight. It can be so many things. And ideally, we want to be building muscle. We want to be holding on to that lean body mass. And we want to be dropping the fat mass, because you can actually lose weight. We can actually have that number on the scale come down, but your body fat percentage can actually go up. So if you're starving yourself to lose weight, if you are not like resistance training, um, you can see that number going down and you can be like, hell yeah, I'm losing weight, I'm losing weight. But are you really losing fat or Are you losing muscle? Are you dropping water weight? Maybe your fat is actually increasing, right? Because you don't technically even have to work out to lose weight. You can absolutely lose weight without ever even taking a step in a gym or even technically doing any exercise as long as you are in a calorie deficit. However, weight loss without exercise is likely going to be suboptimal when it comes to your body composition. The only time really we would ever advocate for someone to not partake in any exercise while dieting would be like someone who has a significant injury. I'm talking like broken back, broken neck, and even then like rehabilitative exercise is going to be so helpful. There's hardly any cases ever where we would advocate for someone to to not work out with the goal of weight loss or even fat loss. So with that being said, what I'm saying in another sense is don't worry so much about the number on the scale. Make sure during your fitness journey that you take photos because I know at the beginning, when you are in that uncomfortable place with your body, it can be so challenging and scary and embarrassing to take those progress photos but you will thank yourself so much later. Photos show so much more of the actual physique and body composition changes than the scale ever will. Measurements are also very, very useful, especially when used in conjunction with progress photos. So stop chasing weight loss. Stop chasing that decreasing number on the scale. Like I remember back in the day, When I was much younger and all I cared about was seeing that number go down, I would like run for miles. I would like wait as long as I could before eating. I'd be in the gym for three, four, literally five hours. Like I would go twice a day, two and a half hours to work out. And I was obsessed with my weight, but I didn't know that I was losing muscle. I was completely exhausting myself. I wasn't fueling my body enough for it to truly respond to how I actually wanted to look. And for me, I wanted muscle definition. I wanted toned muscles. I wanted to grow muscle as well, which absolutely requires a good amount of food. I truly thought that you could turn fat into muscle and maybe vice versa as well. And all I thought was, I'm doing good because the number on the scale is going down. All right, let's go into topic number two. And this one is funny because... Like you see it so much on social media of like these fitness girls and I'm a fitness girl, so I'm not hating on that. I think it's awesome. Keep posting and doing your thing. But all these fit girls in the gym going lift heavy shit, lift heavy shit. (laughs) And like, it doesn't matter how many times people say like, yes, progressive overload. Yes, need to lift more weight. Of course, you want to get stronger over time. But lifting heavy doesn't mean fuck all, especially when your goal is hypertrophy, when your goal is muscle growth, and when your goal is fat loss. There are so many scientific studies out there, you guys can search them up, that show in order to optimally build muscle, you don't want to be lifting much more than like 80% of your one rep max, like that is pushing it to the absolute limit when we're talking about muscle building. In fact, you want to be training more so around like 30 to 40% of that load. Now, I know that might be like a little scientific for some of you. So what that means is essentially, especially when you're a beginner and not even when you're a beginner, I've been training for 10 plus years um, doing weightlifting, and I still lift quite light or what some people would think is quite light. And of course, I want to get stronger over time. That's definitely one of my goals. But if you think about it, a lot of people go in the gym and they try to lift heavier every single day and they feel good about it. But so often when you are lifting those heavier weights, you aren't actually using the muscles you're trying to grow. Sure, you might be getting stronger, but you can get stronger without actually growing your muscles. So what you'll see is is people... Upping the weight, but they're actually using less muscle. They're using more momentum or they're using more of their body and other surrounding muscle groups to move that weight. Now, a question I get a lot is okay, Christina, like how much weight should I be lifting? How do I know? And my answer to that is you should always start lighter than you think you need because you can like milk the shit out of a light weight and get the absolute most out of it and make so much progress before you increase that weight. Now, I'm going to give like this silly analogy, but it makes so much sense to me. So if you think about a bag of icing, so you know when you're like making a gingerbread house and you have that bag of icing and you're squeezing it down to the tip of the triangle. So if you think about lifting weights in that sense, so let's just say, let's take a bicep curl, for example, because it's a very simple isolated movement. If you think about a bicep curl, and your bicep curling five pounds and then you go to 10 pounds and then you go to 15 and then 20. So you want to think of each set of weight of load like a bag of icing. So if you just grab that bag of icing, give it a couple big hard squeezes and then you move to the next bag of icing, there's going to be so much leftover icing in that bag. And that leftover icing is like the leftover gains that you are leaving on the table. So before you up your weight, You're going to want to squeeze all that icing out of the bag. Because if you don't, of course, you're going to fucking hit a plateau because you missed so much along the way. And when I say hit a plateau, I'm talking more so in the amount of weight that you're going to lift and in the amount of muscle that you're going to build. Because if you're not optimally contracting your muscles, if you are not optimally lengthening and shortening your muscles through the proper ranges of motion, they are not going to grow effectively. So before you up the weight, you're going to want to make sure that you are controlling the eccentric. So the eccentric is kind of like that negative portion of the movement. So on a squat, it would be when you are squatting down. On a bicep curl, it would be when you are lowering the weight. On something like a lat pull down, it's going to be when the bar is going back up because that eccentric contraction is almost half of the movement. And if you are rushing through that, if you are not using your muscles and controlling that movement, you're losing almost half the benefit. So there's almost half the benefit left in that or half the icing left in that bag just with the eccentric component. Now we want to ask ourselves, are we using momentum to lift that load? Because if you are using momentum, let's just say, on average, without controlling the isomet- or the eccentric, you lost 40% of the benefit. Now, if you're using momentum, you're going to lose another 20%. And that's on the low end. So now you've lost 60% of the benefit of the gains you could be making with that exercise with the weight that you chose. Now, let's say you aren't moving through the full range of motion, which in some instances, maybe you don't want a full range of motion for that exercise but as a general rule of thumb, you do. But let's say you're not. So there you go. You probably lost another 10% right there. And then let's say that you are actually shying away from the pain and the discomfort of a full contraction in that muscle. So there you go. You lost another 10% right there. So we got 40% by not controlling the eccentric that was lost. We got another 20% by using momentum, another 10% for not using the effective range of motion, and another 10% We're not holding the contraction. We lost 70% of the benefit of that exercise with that weight. But hey, you lifted it, so let's increase it. Did you really earn the right to increase that weight? You left 70% of the icing in the bag, and you're moving to the next bag of icing? So hopefully that makes sense. Now, before we kind of transition to our next topic, I'm going to give you guys a couple tips to get the most out of your exercises, get the most out of your time in the gym because when you're in the gym training, you are there anyways. You're already there. You're already doing the actions. Why not optimize it? Why not get at least like 50% of the icing? And I mean, ideally we want 100%. So first off, know what muscles you are working with each exercise because then you're going to know where you should feel it. Make sure you are controlling both directions of the movement. Yes, you do definitely want to use some power. You want to use some strength, but you don't want to fall into reps. So what I mean is, like, when you're lowering the weights on your shoulder press, don't just drop them down so you can easily push them back up. Same with your squat. Don't just drop down because you know it's gonna. You know you're gonna have to push yourself back up. Milk it. Like get all that icing. Control it all the way down, feel your muscles working. A few other tips you can basically apply across the board. And again, I'm talking specifically about hypertrophy training. I'm definitely not talking about powerlifting and I'm not talking about intense strength training where your main goal is to lift as heavy as you can. Because of course, that is some people's goals when you're training for Olympic lifting, when you're training for powerlifting, that is your goal. You don't care so much about growing your glutes. You don't care so much about growing your side delt. You're wanting to lift heavy shit. So the technique is going to be completely different than what I'm talking about here. I mean, there might be a few little similarities, but it's going to be be very, very different. When it comes to hypertrophy, stability is key. So you want to keep your body stable. If your feet are planted on the floor, you want to drive them in. If your feet are on a machine or like a platform, again, you want to drive them in. If your legs are down against a pad, like on a lying hamstring curl, you're going to want to drive those thighs down hard into that pad. And again, with stability, your core, the trunk of your body is very, very important for stabilizing your limbs. So you always want to have a engaged core. You don't want to be wobbly. So when you're lifting weights, when you're doing a shoulder press, when you're doing a squat, imagine like if a truck hit you, you would not want your body to move. That's how stable you should be. And so since we are on the analogy of icing, I'm going to share with you guys an analogy that I've talked to my clients about before. And that is that your fitness goals are like baking a cake. So. You want to make sure that you are putting the right ingredients into your cake to get the outcome you are looking for. So if the outcome you are looking for is a lean, toned, defined, muscular body, you don't want to put in the ingredients that would be the ingredients for someone who is training for a powerlifting competition because your cake is not going to turn out. And honestly, that also connects with what we talked about previously with weight loss and fat loss being two different things. If your goal is weight loss and you are looking to lose any type of weight possible, you can put in pretty much any ingredients. And as long as you're in a calorie deficit, you will get the result. But if your goal is specifically fat loss or if your goal is to specifically build your glutes or tone up your core or tighten up your arms, You're going to want to make sure that the ingredients that you are using in your program, in your nutrition, in your life are in alignment with the outcome, with the cake that you're trying to bake. All right. And so the third thing I want to talk about that will hopefully change the way you think about fitness is that anyone can do it. Anyone. It doesn't matter how old you are doesn't matter how out of shape you are it doesn't matter your background it doesn't matter your genetics it doesn't matter how much shit you've gone through in your life it doesn't matter how much your parents messed you up because you and only you are in control of your life and if you want it bad enough you can absolutely 100% achieve your fitness goals but it takes time it takes dedication it takes consistency It takes the acknowledgement and accepting that it's not a quick fix. Getting in shape and maintaining a healthy lifestyle is not going to be an overnight thing. There absolutely will be times when you're going to feel like quitting. There's going to be times when life punches you in the face and it knocks you down. But if you can commit to the process, if you can embrace the process and invest yourself into learning, especially learning what works for you, because absolutely there are basics across the board that every single person needs to apply. But also every single person is different. But if you can wake up every day and... uh, do one or two things that drives the needle forward in your life and in your fitness journey, you will make it because most people don't even start. And the reason why so many people do fail to start is because we lack trust in ourselves. But every time you say you're gonna start tomorrow and you neglect to follow through, every time you... Miss your workout, you are ruining your self-integrity. And that's why you don't trust yourself. I have had a lot of clients at Cut and Conquer who started in this situation. And once they start showing up for themselves and they get into that momentum, they start practicing self-love and learning about fitness because there's so much cool stuff to learn. There's always something new. There's always things that I'm learning, that our coaches are learning, and they begin to embrace that lifestyle. Then one bad day or one off day, it's really not such a big deal anymore because they've built trust in themselves that they're not only capable of getting back on track, but that they will get back on track. And if you can start building that trust in yourself that you can do this, that you can still enjoy life, you can still make progress in fitness, then you are well on your way to greatness. Because when you feel your best, you do your best. So, quick little recap three things that will hopefully change the way you think about fitness. Number one, weight loss and fat loss are two completely different things. Number two, lifting heavy doesn't mean shit. And number three, anyone can do this, anyone can achieve their fitness goals, anyone can sustainably build fitness into their life. So, That is all for this episode. I appreciate every single one of you guys who tuned in today. And if you got value, if any of this hit home, if you learned anything, let me know. Take a screenshot, share your Instagram story, tag me at Knife And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at NyFina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.